Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, and welcome back. We are talking Turner Syndrome, and today I'm going to do a Turner Syndrome Q&A, so let's get into it. The first question comes from Furmama81, and she asks, what would be your advice to a new set of parents with a Turner's baby girl? And what's really interesting is I just looked back on a conversation I had with a father that reached out to me after him and his girlfriend found out they were pregnant, and there was a 99% chance that the girl, the baby girl had Turner syndrome. And I saw the advice I gave him, and it still sticks with me to this day that that's probably the best advice I'd be able to give. And that is to pay attention to the list of possibilities, but don't let them overwhelm you and be able to look at that while focusing on the information and the details you're getting about the baby's specific case. So instead of, oh my gosh, all of these things can go wrong, going, okay, what's actually going on with her though? Yes, there's the heart defect. If that's not a thing, put it out of your mind and focus on what is actually going on. For my parents, I didn't have any of that. I didn't have a heart defect. My lungs, they, they were fine. Um, I, I had the fluid as the biggest problem and biggest concern in my case. Everything else in general was pretty okay. And then as I got older, it was just watching what went on. And I, I think that's the most important thing I could say is to make sure that you are focusing on what's actually going on with her case and the information you're getting about what's going on with her rather than letting all of the possibilities muddle everything up. And I think that's still solid advice that I could give today. The next question is, have you ever heard of anyone getting pregnant with Turner syndrome? I was told I couldn't get pregnant because of Turner's and if I did, I wouldn't be able to carry the baby full term so I would miscarry. And that's from Sarah Spinelli. So this is an interesting topic because while doctors and Google and Dr. Mayo Clinic will tell you that it's basically impossible, even they admit anything is possible, really. Anything can happen. Stranger things have happened than a girl with Turner's getting pregnant. Most of the time, it's girls that are mosaic because they have the greater likelihood of having one having a viable pregnancy where it would have a better chance of not ending up in miscarriage um, the the miscarriage concern comes from the DNA you are able to pass on and that gets into a whole lot of other things that I am NOT an expert on and we're not gonna go there but overall they'll tell you that while they don't expect it to happen they're not going to take any chances and assume it won't. 
for example, when we went to the reproductive endocrinologist and I had my fertility testing done and we got my numbers and a lot of information and answers, he said in the process, he's, he went from saying, I wouldn't put time or money into trying on your own. Don't pay for IVF with your eggs. Don't do any of that. Don't spend that time, emotions, money. There's not enough there to warrant that. To then saying they would give me a shot to make sure I didn't spontaneously ovulate and have a multiples pregnancy. So they're not going to tell you it's impossible. And I wouldn't tell you it's impossible. I'd say it's unlikely. But at the same time, it also depends on your numbers. Even this is very individual. You need to get answers about what your case is. What are your numbers? What's your ovarian function look like? What's your egg reserve look like? And I think that is a number every Turner's girl should get, mosaic or classic. You need to know what's going on with your body. And all of that will depend on the likelihood of that happening on its own and how viable a possible spontaneous pregnancy in that situation could actually be. Whether the genetic makeup would be viable. So I hope that answered your question. If not, let me know. The next question is, have you ever had fluid behind your eardrums? And if so, what did the doctor do for it? Because I have fluid behind my eardrums. This was Sarah Spinelli as well. Fluid, I don't think I've ever had fluid behind my eardrums. I've had them, I've had fluid in my ear canals. And um, I know ear problems are really common and I don't just mean like hearing loss. I mean, ear infections are really common in girls with Turner syndrome. I used to have ear infections constantly when I was little. I still fight them and get them easily today. So it all comes down to the ear canal being really tiny and that's why I was able to get ear infections so easily. As I've gotten older, they've gotten less and less, but I'm still like, my ears are still really sensitive. So I would say it's totally possible. I think a number of ear problems is possible. And while I haven't specifically had fluid behind my eardrum, I've had a buildup of fluid in my ear canal that led to ear infections. So I, I would not be shocked. The next question is also Sarah Spinelli. And she asks, have you ever been to a Turner Syndrome walk? No. I have never been to a walk. I've never been to conference. I really want to. I have one that happens in my hometown that I really want to go to, but it all depends on how busy I am. Last year I was not able to, and I'm going to see about this year and see if my mom and my aunt could do it with me, but I want to, and I would love to go to conference as well. I have not yet. I'm hoping I can figure out doing that at some point. <laughs> the next question is by Shell 78 How has being diagnosed with Turner Syndrome changed you or your outlook on life? So I found out I had Turner Syndrome when I was about nine and a half. Um, if you have not heard my story before, I was actually diagnosed while my mom was still pregnant with me. So my parents knew I had Turner Syndrome when I was born. 
and I never had a moment of it being a shock and being diagnosed with it and any of that. Um, my parents knew and then they kind of explained it to me when I was old enough to understand. So I think the biggest shift in my mindset when I learned about it was it explained a lot. <laughs> I had a lot of things that I felt like made me different that just weren't the same as my friends and I didn't know why. It wasn't anything major. It wasn't anything bad. I just felt different. And finding out and understanding all of that and how it affected me kind of just explained everything that I'd noticed that was different from me. And I think that was huge in preparing me for what was to come because I was watching myself not go through full puberty like all of my friends were. I was watching myself not start my cycle when all of my friends were. And I was shorter than all of my friends. And my neck looked different than them. And I was broader chested than they were. And all of that kind of just culminated into feeling different. And I couldn't have placed it then, but I, I think now looking back, understanding I just had this like mental, emotional perspective that was different, I think. And that just explained it. And so it helped me understand myself better. And it helped answer some of those questions. And I just learned and understood so much more about myself. And as I've gotten older and got even more answers and just found out more and more about my case that's kind of just grown. And I have always been super, super grateful because of that for the level of health that I do have. And I would never want to take that for granted. The next question is from Natalia Valoroso. And she says, I'm in high school and my friends are starting to notice that I don't understand when someone is being sarcastic or serious due to NVLD because of Turner's. What do I do? Okay. I have major experience as far as like maybe taking some jokes a little too seriously and being a little more sensitive and I mean as far as NVLD goes I suck at math so totally got that aspect of it but as far as how to handle it I think I think part of it if you're comfortable with them and if these are close enough friends especially if you've already talked to them about having Turner syndrome I would explain what NVLD is if you haven't and kind of explain how that's a part of it and then at least they know you're not trying to be overly sensitive you're not trying to take things too seriously you're not trying to take things more literally than they want you to that you just have trouble because the social cues that they're sending are a little confusing um, and I think I think once they understand that it's really not something you're trying to intentionally do. It gives you more foundation to kind of meet in the middle with it where they can give you some understanding for being a little more sensitive to that question of whether or not it's that. And also you can kind of be able to give them the benefit of the doubt and kind of trust that they're not trying to be mean. They're not trying to make bad comments. They're not trying to make 
mean jokes at you or about you or what have you if that's what's going on. Um, I know for me it comes into play when like somebody's giving me a hard time and I do get a little more sensitive to it because I'm like, I take it seriously and I probably shouldn't take it as seriously as I do. But <laughs> I think that when you're struggling with that, explain that that's a struggle. That you're legitimately not able to tell and it's not you intentionally doing anything. It's not you trying to take it that way. That's just what's going on. That you're ju you just can't tell the difference. That it's hard to discern that with those type of comments. Because I feel like this is very geared towards a certain type of humor. And I think that that is something that a lot of people can relate to that don't have NBLD. So... I hope that helped. I hope that gave you a little bit of something to work with. I honestly would really explain it and so that they know that's what's happening. And then give yourself the freedom to like give them the benefit of the doubt. And just trust that they're your friends that care about you and it's okay to maybe not even try to discern that and just laugh it off. So I hope that helped. I really hope that helped. The next and last question is from Hannah and she says, have you noticed a connection between TS and other bone conditions besides osteoporosis? Do TS girls tend to have more hip problems than other girls? And this is interesting because I have had hip problems, but I've always kind of attributed it to just general bone problems. And I think to the bone issues could be connected to any bone issue like the the general bone density problem with Turner syndrome where you have a lower bone density your the osteoporosis kind of sets you up for that I think many many bone issues and skeletal issues could be connected to that so I honestly connect it to my knee issues I've had where I've dealt with it dislocating. I know I've talked about that. I had to have knee surgery on it. And I know the doctor that I saw, the specialist, said that that is something you would be predisposed to have happen. I honestly wondered if being shorter made my ligaments more stretchy, if that makes sense, and made my bones more fragile to be able to do that than if not, and I know with my bone density scan, it did show the beginnings of osteoporosis. So I would say it could be connected to anything. And definitely joint issues would be connected to anything. So if you're talking like hip joint problems, I would totally see it being connected even though I've not heard anything specific. I've kind of just heard general bone issues and mostly specifically osteoporosis. So my vote would be yes. That's what I would say. I've not heard hips specifically, but I know my hips crack all the time. <laughs> Pretty much all of my joints crack all the time. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. So that was the last question. This was really, really fun. I'm glad I got to do another one. And 
I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.